Welcome to Recover and Thrive with Dr. Bob King and co-host Cindy Hall. In this program, we explain how diet, lifestyle, fitness, and faith come together to heal our bodies as well as our souls. There are only a few key building blocks to good health. And if you focus on each one, you should be on the way to feeling your best. Now, here is Dr. King. Welcome to Recover and Thrive with Dr. Bob King and Cindy Hall. Good to see you back. Well, Christian uh, naturopathy is not complete and will not even give lasting rewards without considering faith in God. So on this program, we'll discuss the spiritual dimension of our lives. Now, it shouldn't be surprising that uh, we would have a spiritual philosophy or foundation, as all of the branches of medicine do. In uh, Ayurveda, well, the foundation is is Hinduism. In uh, Chinese medicine, foundation is Buddhism and several varieties of it. Tribal medicine, well, that would be based on the tribal religion. Uh, even allopathic medicine, which is uh, the uh, the U.S. Uh, Orthodox medicine, well, the foundation, spiritual foundation, is materialism, and so the, each of these approaches to health and well-being and medicine is flowing from a view of the world spiritually. And so we'll present ours. So to start with the body. The body is not, uh, well, it's not going to last you more than a century. Yeah, sorry, it's just going to, it's going to wear out. But your spirit and soul will endure forever. It, that is, the, the spirit is what gives life to your body. You're not going to be able to live without your spirit in the body. And the bodies are not our whole being. We can't be reduced to chemistry and physics. I remember a conversation that I had back in uh, at the Noble Foundation. I was working in the chem- biochemical pharmacology department and was having a conversation with my supervisor, Dr. Ringer, and uh, he was just really surprised that I believed that uh, we as uh, as people and organisms just do not reduce to chemistry and physics. Now, I wasn't really disturbed that that he believed that we were. I just uh, am not comfortable with that in that if all I am is chemicals and the uh, and everything works just based on laws of physics then you know I'm just not satisfied with life we uh, and I believe the Bible and the Bible tells us we are spirits who live in bodies and our soul works to bind those together. It works to bind body and spirit together. 
and it probably works through the blood. The, uh, the blood is, uh, is the life-giving organ that has access to and bathes every other part of our body. Every cell in the body has to be bathed with blood. And if that stops, then that part of the body is not going to last very long. Um, embolisms, that, uh, which is a clot in a, uh, an end supply region for the blood, is going to be killing off a, uh, a cone of cells that depend on that for life. And so if it's a small embolism, the body can put it back together, it can rebuild it. If it's nerves, well, you are in trouble. Now, the body can regenerate some of the function of the brain, but it's not going to give you your nerves back. Now, the soul consists of the mind, will, and emotions. The mind and our emotions have physical and chemical expressions, which are easily demonstrable. But, and there, the will also operates through the brain and the gut. But they're not confined to the physical world just because they have physical expressions. Now that brings us to the matter of truth. Truth does matter. It matters you know, to you as a person. It matters in your relationships. It matters in uh, civil matters and government. And you know that it matters because it bothers you when somebody lies to you. Yes, it does. Yeah. Do you like somebody lying to you? No, I do not. Yeah, me neither. And so it, uh, everybody deep in the gut knows that truth does exist. And the way they know it is the visceral reaction they have when somebody violates it for them. So if truth does not exist, then what it is to be human doesn't exist either. Our human well-being is incompatible with meaninglessness. That is, if I am nothing more than a body that is burning energy and running a program, then what's the point? Human beings crave significance and security. And it's... Interestingly, there is a, a divide between the, uh, the genders that God made in how, they, uh, uh, how each expresses and craves significance and security. Mm -hmm. the, uh, the men center on significance. They've got to be important to somebody. They have to matter. And if they die in obscurity... It's a big problem for them. They've got to have friends, and they need a family. Security is important because they want to be able to enjoy that significance. Now, for the women, it's usually the other way around. 
a woman prefers or she craves security, but she desires significance. She wants to matter to somebody, but uh, since it falls to women to uh, birth and nurture children, then yes, of course they would want security, as they want to, their family to live long enough so that her offspring is going to go into the next generation and have offspring of their own. So without some level of certainty, neither significance or security matter. Now further, if there is no truth, relationships do not work. We cannot have or cannot live without relationships. You tried to spend any time alone all by yourself. Yeah, it doesn't turn out too well. Yeah. No telephone, no smartphone, no people. You can't even leave your house. Uh, Depression is a big problem. It sets in very quickly. You can only have a conversation with yourself so long. Yeah, for so long before you (laughs) bore yourself. That's true. (laughs) I have done that. Even your pets don't really give that satisfaction that you're looking for. They they can't because the bonding that they have is is on a different different level, different plane. Mm -hmm. You can't bond spirit to spirit with an animal. No. Your soul can bond with them, but not the spirit. All right. So uh, truth is, is important in relationships. Well, that faith is based on truth. Now, God cannot be pleased without faith. And your Bible tells you that. But then you would figure that's true because nobody else can be pleased without faith either. True. Can you get along for very long without or with someone who doesn't believe a thing you say? No, not really. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think that your wife would be very happy with you if you told her that you love her, but you don't believe what she says. Uh, yeah, well, we have had those conversations. <laughs> I do. I think everybody to alive is those... <laughs> what she has to say. <laughs> She's very important. Yes. All right, lack but of truth. But again, you have to have truth and faith. Yeah, it's it has to be true, or it's not not real faith. See, lack of truth isolates people and makes them alone, even in a crowd. And so, this kind of isolation is related to to your health in that chronic disease results from separation, separation from God from others, and from yourself. It is possible to even separate from yourself. They call that schizophrenia. Mm. Now, depression uh, results from this brokenness. Depression, simplistically, can mean two things, or two types of things. Uh, One, the nervous system is run down chemically, or mechanically through exhaustion and malnutrition, and that will bring on a depression. Or the chronic state of depression resulting from complex causes that cannot be dispelled by counseling or medication. 
this cause is either physical damage to the nervous system or it is a spiritual issue. Mm. That brings us to the roots of chronic disease. It's best to distinguish between disease events which resolve and chronic disease which does not resolve. Now, chronic inflammation is behind most of the diseases that do not resolve themselves easily. Inflammation is designed to heal the body and to repair it. But if it becomes chronic and established over a long term, it will weaken the body and will make it susceptible to a variety of diseases. Chronic inflammation is the primary cause of chronic diseases, whether they're cardiovascular, nervous, renal, autoimmune, liver disease, diabetes, hypertension, environmental illness, multiple chemical sensitivity, cancer, glandular disorders, depression, anxiety disorders, and so on. Chronic inflammation can be caused by diet, lifestyle, genetic predisposition, and these are physical. It can also be due to bitterness, unforgiveness, unresolved anger, guilt, shame, wounds from abuse, curses that have been spoken by others or even yourself, witchcraft, fear, stress, anxiety, and other, other things. Notice that some of these causes are physical, some of them are spiritual. The spiritual causes of disease are real, even though they are intangible. They are often much, much more difficult to identify and resolve than our diet and lifestyle. Many times they're buried in the past. Much of the material that we're going to use today was organized by Dr. Henry Wright. I don't know if he's, he's a doctor, but uh, he, is, he is a preacher. And he does the work that uh, I would respect as a doctor. His book is A More Excellent Way to Be in Health, and it was published by Whitaker House. Spiritual it's a good roots. book. Yeah, it is a good book. Now, spiritual roots of health and disease stem from the blessing and the curse. You would, you would find these in De Deuteronomy 28. Now, there is one blessing that's loose in the world, and there is one curse. Now, everything else flows from those. Deuteronomy 28 uh, describes and delineates the, a blessing and it delineates a curse. The blessing is success, wholeness, family stability, victory over our enemies, investment success, plenty of nourishing food, health, and even the weather cooperates with you in its season. Now, the blessing comes relatively quickly while the curse works slowly, insidiously, and destroys individuals, families, societies, and even countries through attrition and sudden setbacks. 
Now, the curse is the opposite of the blessing. Disease, trouble, loss, oppression, torment, hunger, blindness, insanity, loneliness, separation, and fear. They build upon each other until there is no desire left to live. People often wonder or ask how God can be good in a world that's filled with evil. The simple answer is that God has delegated control of the earth to people. Most people, even even Christians, do not do what God wants done. So evil is common. God's plan for his family and the earth will be fulfilled, but most people will never enjoy it because they do not come to him. They're too busy looking at their own problems. Mm. So there you have it. If everybody did what God wanted them to do, then there wouldn't be evil. Now, I might ask, if God eliminated all evil tonight, would you be still here tomorrow? No. Yeah, me neither. So uh, God has another plan for getting rid of evil, and that uh, we'll develop more of that later. But he's wanting to save people. He's not trying to hurt or destroy them. So uh, coming up, we'll go into some of these roots of disease, and I'm hoping to help you. I'm not wanting to make life more difficult for you. And so you might stop by our website, hungrykidsinternational.org, and we will see you after break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Bob King directs the work of Hungry Kids International, also known as Bob King Ministries, located in Kiamato, Texas, situated along the Rio Grande River. We practice benevolence, teach through radio and our medical ministry. We also support other ministries in Mexico. These include Niños del Rey, a benevolence, preaching, and teaching ministry that operates in Piedras Negras, and Harvest Ministries, a medical and benevolence ministry directed by Dr. Albert Romo, MD, ND. COVID-19 has made crowds impossible, but radio has not been restricted. People are much more interested in self-directed health care now than they used to be. We are supported entirely by free will offerings. Please visit our website at HungryKidsInternational.org. Dr. Bob and his staff extend their heartfelt gratitude for the generosity of their partners. God bless you. If you or somebody you love is dealing with an addiction to alcohol or drugs, you may be looking for all kinds of answers. Let Recovery Radio with host Zach Crouch be your guide. Zach Crouch will speak with experts and share personal stories of addiction recovery. You'll also learn what's beyond the surface of mental health, root causes of addiction, and more. Most importantly, we'll explore the solutions and treatments to get you back on track. Recovery Radio. New episodes are available every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to recover and thrive if you have a question or comment about our program dr king invites you to send an email the email address is dr bob at hungry kids international.org that's dr dot bob at hungry kids international.org now back to recover and thrive welcome back this is dr bob king and cindy hall now we were we've been talking about roots of or spiritual roots of disease. And so I had been spending some time talking in terms of where evil comes from and uh, why God doesn't just eliminate it. Well, the uh, as evil got into the world at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the garden, and there are so many folks that are going, why in the world did God put that tree there if he knew that man was going to violate it? Well, Dr. Francis Miles wrote a book that uh, he calls uh, Issuing Divine Restraining Orders from the Courts of Heaven. And in it, he says, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was simply a restraining principle that was intended to establish man's authority. Now, let me explain. The tree was not put there to tempt man. The tree is there because the garden is God's. And if man could do anything and not violate uh, God's ownership, then the garden wouldn't really be God's. And so, since it was his, and man was ruling on behalf of him, then there was a restraining principle that was put in place. Now, the garden belongs to God. Man worked it for God. But Adam exercised her... Even though man was working for God, Adam exercised authority from God and ruled like God, with God. The only thing that he had to do to walk in this authority was to acknowledge that the garden belonged to God. That's the basis for all authority in heaven and on earth. For instance, kings have immense power, but they cannot live their lives like commoners without losing their authority. There was a story of a, uh, a princess in England who was uh, fretting to her mother about, why can't I do what the other girls do? And her mother says, you cannot. Um, no, she, she went on. She says, I should be able to do what I want to do because I am a princess. And so her mother told her, it is precisely because you are a princess that you cannot do what the other girls do. What would happen if she did? 
she would lose that gulf of separation between the royalty and the commoner. The police are like that as well. There are things that they can do, and there are things they cannot do. They have great authority, but there are lines that they cannot cross. And if they do cross them, they become criminals. In fact, if you're a law enforcement officer, it's easier to become a criminal than it is if you are not a law enforcement officer. This is just the way authority works. The more authority you walk in, the more self-restraint you must walk in to keep that authority. Now, the Bible tells us that God put Adam, that is, he put man at the top of his creation. We were designed to rule the planet on behalf of God, and then if the lease worked out well, well, there are other worlds. But man had to keep that restraining principle. Now, the blessing comes from God, and the curse could be looked at as the blessing of the devil. Now, where'd the devil come in? Well, when Adam violated his restraining order, then he went to work for the devil. All of the authority that had been given to Adam was transferred to the devil, and so now he had a new ruler. He has a new master. And so God could not legally just remove sin from man without having to deal with that crime that he had done. And so he came up with the plan of salvation. Now keep in mind that God being God could do anything he wanted, but maybe not, because he there are things that he's restrained by as well. He can't do just anything he wants to do. Anyway, we'll go on to the things that reliably cause and bring about the curse come on individuals and bloodlines, or to come on individuals and bloodlines, can be found in Deuteronomy 27. That is idolatry, dishonoring parents, the idolatry that is serving something other than God. Dishonoring parents also will extend to dishonoring anybody else, including the government. Real estate fraud or theft, that includes theft in general. It also includes counterfeiting money or even uh, deficit spending. Uh, cursing or misleading the blind or those otherwise helpless. Perverting justice to the sojourner, the fatherless, and the widow. Incest. Striking down a neighbor in secret. That would be oppression and murder. Taking a bribe to kill or convict the innocent. Refusal to affirm the law and its teachings. That is, the teachings of God. So in other words, that would be making up your own truth. But God is not mad at anybody. 
The issue of sin now has been dealt with by the sacrificial death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. But that substitutionary sacrifice is useless to anyone who does not turn to Jesus and receive the gift of life from him. Repentance, which is turning to God and away from sin, is a gift from God. It can only be done in response to the grace of God. In other words, you can't repent just because you decide to. You have to be drawn by the Spirit of God, and it is grace that gives you the, the opportunity and the power to do it. So whenever conviction shows up, that conviction is not there to condemn you. That con condemnation comes from the devil. But what God is doing is exposing sin so that he can do something about it. As Keith Moore says, the worst thing that can happen to anybody is to refuse to repent. Because an unrepentant heart is the only thing that God can't fix. He can fix and heal anything else. But he can only save a person that he can command. It is not his choice whether we will live for him or for ourselves. Thus, he doesn't send anybody to hell. Anyone who is there rejected God and lived for himself. Now to the roots of disease. Bitterness is spiritual. It is a poisonous spirit that binds and controls a person who refuses to forgive or who has been unable to forgive. Forgiveness is done by faith, not by how you feel. It, and unforgiveness and bitterness are reinforced by seven spirits. Well, unforgiveness by itself is a uh, reinforcing spirit of bitterness. Resentment follows it. Retaliation, anger, hatred, violence, and then finally murder. One of the things about bitterness is that it is contagious. It not only will poison you, but it will poison others. A secondhand offense, that is being offended at someone who hurt somebody that you love, presents a deep problem because God gave grace to the person who was offended, but he has not provided grace for someone who was not offended by a particular wrong. In other words, uh, generally a uh, two men arguing and fighting, the men can get over it, but if their wives take offense, that could go on for generations. And so you have to be careful about taking up someone else's offense. Now, God expects for us to forgive as many times as it takes, and we are to forgive quickly. There are multitudes in hell because they have refused to forgive. I like to say that unforgiveness is the glue that binds someone else's sin to you, meaning <laughs> that 
If you will not forgive, then you become guilty of the very thing that you hate them for. It has also been said that unforgiveness is like you drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Yeah, and it does work that way. It doesn't mm -hmm. sound fair, but that is the way that it works. Mm -hmm. And so the only way that you have to be released is to, instead of feeling sorry for yourself, just turn over the justice to God. Mm -hmm. Let him deal with it, and then let him heal you. Because what you're really wanting, you should be really wanting, is to get well. Yeah. You're not, it doesn't hurt or doesn't help you any if someone else dies. And what have you gained? You're still carrying the same wounds. So you, the point in uh, looking at spiritual roots of disease is you want to get well. So ditch the bitterness, all that poison, leave it. So you may have been an innocent victim, but by refusing to forgive, you are making the sin that was done to you turn into your own sin. It is inviting... Hmm. It is by inviting bitterness and all the reinforcing spirits that this has done. It's not worth it. Not, not worth at it. all. Mm -mm. No. Again, forgiveness is done by faith. You do not, or you do it before you feel it. You don't have to feel it. Release the judgment to God. He is the only one who can rightly judge other people. Mm -hmm. Now, to illustrate... People tend to judge themselves by their own intentions, but they judge others by their actions. Now, it's not fair to do that, but since we can't know what's in somebody else's heart, that you know, it's about all we can do. Now, that brings me to the... Uh, oh, thought crimes or hate crimes. The, the concept of hate crimes or thought crimes is insane. It is arrogant for one human to assume that he knows what's in the heart of another human being. Such accusation is coming from the devil, and it will bind you to sickness. Of course, it goes further than that, but eventually there's going to be sickness. Our best effort to judge is not good enough. Only God can judge rightly. Our responsibility is to release our right to see the punishment of the offender to God and to be happy with the handling of the case. It takes faith, but the Bible says that without faith it's impossible to please him. Now, I will note that governments are charged and with and appointed to discharge the trial and the punishment of criminals, but individuals are not so anointed. We can't do that. It, it takes a government, and I must say that all governments at work are modeled on the government of heaven. Now, there are only two ministries that are active in the earth. There is accusation, 
which is ministry of the devil, and there's reconciliation that comes from Jesus, that comes from God. And so any person at any time will be operating in one ministry or the other. And so consider carefully what you do and what the end of it is going to be. All right, other roots. Occultism. Now, in occultism, the real truth is, is obscured. Something or someone has been set up to be your god. You're worshiping a part of creation, either God's creation or man's creation. And while you may be under the impression that you're worshiping God, be it blatant or subtle, it's still idolatry. Your heart says, this is where I place my trust, God. I do not need you anymore. You know, that's dangerous. That is. And there are a lot of dark spirits that live in that world. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, occultism of one form or another is more of a problem uh, than is uh, atheism. There's, people have a very hard time not believing in anything. And so generally they reach out in desperation and they bump into something spiritual and they think that it's God. Well, no, it's not God. And that spirit is not from God. So be careful. And if you have already gone into the occult, then you're going to be needing to find a man of God who believes God, who knows him. Now, another thing would be alternative medicine. Now, what would make that a sin? Well, alternative medicine also provides an answer outside of God. That would be typically what I would call holistic medicine. It's not, I'm, we're not saying that the modalities have no power, but where is their power coming from? When all your hopes are put on such practices for healing, there's no place for God. One then chooses to put all trust in a practitioner, his potions, his abilities, instead of in God. This again is a subtle form of idolatry. Now, there is a classic story of a man who called a, a curandero, that would be a witch doctor, and asked him to heal his sister. Her sister lived in Chicago. And so the uh, curandero said, fine, send me $15,000. He did. And so his sister uh, had the disease removed. It was gone. And so the guy was happy until he found out the disease came on him. Mm. So... When you are dealing with that kind of spirit, expect nasty surprises. So. Yeah. Well, I guess before we go on, we just keep, uh, keep in mind the pattern, finding something else instead of God to be your God is a serious problem. 
Well, please visit our website. And uh, as we come, come back, I'll be talking about envy and jealousy and all the other things that cause you trouble. See you after break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Bob King directs the work of Hungry Kids International, also known as Bob King Ministries, located in Kiamato, Texas, situated along the Rio Grande River. We practice benevolence, teach through radio and our medical ministry. We also support other ministries in Mexico. These include Niños del Rey, a benevolence, preaching, and teaching ministry that operates in Piedras Negras, and Harvest Ministries, a medical and benevolence ministry directed by Dr. Albert Romo, MD Indy. COVID-19 has made crowds impossible, but radio has not been restricted. People are much more interested in self-directed health care now than they used to be. We are supported entirely by free will offerings. Please visit our website at HungryKidsInternational.org. Dr. Bob and his staff extend their heartfelt gratitude for the generosity of their partners. God bless you. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to recover and thrive if you have a question or comment about our program dr king invites you to send an email the email address is dr bob at hungry kids international.org that's dr dot bob at hungry kids international.org now back to recover and thrive welcome back when we uh, we left we were talking about uh, alternative medicine uh, depending on how it's practiced, could be good or it could be idolatry by itself. And I'd like to comment that uh, when when Cindy and I do treatments, we know that we're trained and we know what uh, the uh, the lifestyle decisions and what the the herbs are for, what they do, and their limitations. But we're not really depending on that because we're not looking you know, to ourselves for the healing power. It doesn't come from us. There are or many from the, cases, or from the herbs that we yeah, or from the herbs. the The herbs are a little more than means that God provided so that something that's missing in the body can be. You know, made up so that to make up what's lacking. Um, there are antiseptic herbs. There are tonic herbs. Uh, you know, they, they do their thing. But when you're talking about uh, getting a disease resolved, then in many cases, we've had to go before the Lord and go, what do I do? Yeah. There's, 
it was something I hadn't seen before, and I hadn't gotten training for this. What do we do? And so the Lord is faithful, and he will tell us what to do. But the glory goes to him. Yes, it, does it does not flow to, to us. We wouldn't know what to do. We could pretend that we do, but then we'd become nothing uh, better than a curandero. And that's not our goal. We want for people not only to be well, but we want for them to find God. All right, so moving on to other roots of disease. Envy, jealousy, and covetousness. Now these take your eyes off of God and fix them upon a person or a thing. Now the person or material object will then become the source of your supply of value and fulfillment. This is idolatry. God will not share us with false gods or idols. Now, furthermore, the person that you are envious of or jealous of probably isn't as well off as you think they are. They got their own problems. Now, generally somebody that has a dream car or a dream house is up at night wondering how they're going to pay for these things. <laughs> and then, of course, covetousness. You've got to have what somebody else has. Well, there are a lot of people that have taken that to the place of theft and murder. They end up with that thing, and then they go, oh, what do I do with it? It just does not satisfy. It can't. Material things can never fill a spiritual void. You're always looking for something more. Yeah, you always be looking for something that it doesn't give you. And so, now envy and uh, jealousy can cause a rage that is unreasonable. Mm -hmm. Just don't let yourself go there. Now, there are diseases that, that come from that. Envy is a rottenness to the bones. And it takes out your immune system, does nasty things to you. Now, rejection. Accepting rejection, which might be real or imagined, disagrees with who God says we are. It places man's acceptance is more important than God's. Your heart says, God, you lied when you said that I was worthy. I would rather believe what other people think of me. Ouch. And, yeah, and, but then I go, really? <laughs> and then God says he loves you, that uh, you are uh, worth his attention, you are worth Jesus. And you're going, no, I'd rather believe the people who say I'm not worth anything and who don't like me and don't pay any attention to me anyway. Mm. Now, how much sense does that make? Not much, especially when Jesus died for you. Everything he did was for you. Now, rejection can literally take your, your body from being healthy to killing your body. Keep in mind that your body believes everything that you say. 
And if you tell your body that you are no good, then the body will treat itself as if it is no good. If you tell your body that you'd rather be dead, then your body will put in fun in motion things that will take you that direction. And eventually your body will just stop working because you said you wanted it dead. People who are saying, I should not ever have been born. I won't live past 40. Well, they, they don't live all that long or well. And they do wonder why they're constantly sick, looking for some medicine. So then, addiction. Addiction is spiritual as well. Now, remember that one can be addicted to almost anything. Drugs or alcohol, to sex, to food, to shopping, or anything that distracts us from the feelings of being unloved. Often it is just as simple as, I feel unloved, and that's creating a void, and I have to do anything that would fill that void. And it is amazing how many things we try to drop in that, that void to fill it up, and it never does. Nope. It never does fill it up. Now, food is a popular one, but then... The consequence of too much food, well, there's a variety of diseases, not only metabolic, but cardiovascular. And you notice that the people that COVID is taking out are those that have uh, cardiovascular problems. And so you do want to deal with that problem of being unloved. If no other human being loves you, know that God does love you. And if you don't know anybody that can explain that to you, then find somebody that does believe God. There are ministers, in fact, there are people that are not ministers, that know God. Find them. And you won't find them in a bar. You're much more likely to find them in a church that has some life in it where people are loving each other and believe in God. Now, there are a lot of churches that I'd stay away from, mainly because they would increase your feeling of being unloved. And so that's not, those aren't the ones I'm talking about. But there is hope and there is help for someone who wants it. Now, each person was created to know and to receive God's perfect love. When people have not received true unconditional love as a foundation, they're always in search of getting a need fulfilled. The need to know God's love can open us up to look for love in the wrong places. This need leaves us vulnerable to the deception of Satan who seduces us into believing the world offers a better substitute. But the addict is saying through his actions that God is not able to meet his needs. 
his heart says, God, I need a fix that you can't supply. I will get it myself. Our comfort must be in God, not in people or places or things. Now, fear is a big one. 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, fear means being afraid, scared, worried, anxious, or concerned that a bad thing is going to happen. It is projecting into the future. Fear, then, is the opposite of faith. Fear and faith are equal, but going in different directions. They both project into the future and both demand to be fulfilled. The bottom line is which authority are you going to listen to? What makes fear a sin? God tells us over 365 times in the Bible, fear not. By entertaining the spirit of fear, your actions are saying that you cannot trust God and that you have to take control of your own life. Your heart says, God, I just don't trust you. You cannot meet my needs as my protector. But fear is not qualified to be the prophet of your life. Now, just hearing that helped me a lot because there are many times when I have been under pressure, and especially at night, and I have felt this pain in the skin. You can feel the spirit of fear as it tries to surround you. Mm-hmm. But I have answered back that I have a covenant with God. And I have told fear, you are not my prophet. You are not the prophet of my life. God has said to me what he wants. And I believe him. I'm going to go that way. And it's going to be that way. Now, let's see. Trauma. Now, let's see. Traumas and door points. I think that's probably too complicated to go into this segment. And so I think what I'll do is just refer you to the website. And when we come back, We will be talking about traumas and door points. See you after break. Oh, is it? Okay. End of the show. Okay. All right. Looks like we are out of time. So we'll see you, it looks like, in two weeks because uh, Thanksgiving we will not have a, a broadcast. Look forward to seeing you again. Thank you for tuning in to Recover and Thrive. Please join Dr. Bob King and Cindy Hall next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a healthy week.